Today on the Nolan Knows Podcast, Magic Johnson disappears. Well, figuratively. Welcome everybody to the program, Nolan Knows Podcast. It is Wednesday, April 10th, and I always try to make this as wide-ranging of topics as possible. I try to speak on things that are sports-related, pop-culture-related, movies, TV shows, sports, but here we are once again talking about the NBA, talking about the Lakers, because nothing has driven the drama machine more than the Los Angeles Lakers this year. And in a shocking sequence of events, Magic Johnson, the former Laker great Hall of Famer, arguably the greatest point guard to ever play the game, decided to officially step down as the Los Angeles Lakers president of basketball operations. And this came as a shock not only to me, but to many. Uh, Everyone has been talking about that this morning. It is the hot topic. And Magic got a lot of heat for it because the way he approached it was interesting. Instead of going and speaking to the owner, Jeannie Buss, who he says he loves like a sister and will always want to make sure their relationship is steady, he actually didn't even tell her first. He told the media in his press conference that he would be stepping down, and that was the first approach he had in letting this news out. And from what it's been told as of this morning with Stephen A. Smith reporting on First Take is that he wanted to make enough noise by announcing this to show that there is a virus essentially running through the Los Angeles Lakers, a franchise that you could argue is not only the most decorated in the NBA, but is one of the most recognizable, most successful franchises in the history of all sports. And they are at a point now where over the last six seasons, they have missed the playoffs. Nobody has lost more games in that time period than the Los Angeles Lakers. And although Magic is being credited with bringing LeBron James to Los Angeles, since his arrival, things have been an absolute dumpster fire. It's been chaos. It has been drama nonstop. And it started with the Anthony Davis, you know, inside coup they tried to orchestrate against the New Orleans Pelicans that fell flat on its face. And although Magic Johnson is one of the greatest players to ever grace a basketball court, that doesn't necessarily mean that he's the right person for the job. From a public figure standpoint, being the president of basketball operations for the Los Angeles Lakers, you need to know how to deal with the media. You need to know how to deal with you know, a lot of PR work. Magic is great at that. Always known for his great big smile. Always known for being able to talk with people. He has that sense about him. Irvin Magic Johnson. That's what it is. Um, he is a five-time champ. He is a, you know, a decorated star, Olympic star. Won a national championship in college. Won NBA Finals, you know, MVP. His rookie season. Won a title his rookie season. He's done everything at all levels of basketball had a short-lived career due to his contraction of HIV, which was very controversial, but he's always heralded as one of the greats, and he is now known as a successful businessman, and he has been for the last, you know, 25 years. He has what's known as the Magic Johnson Enterprises, essentially a conglomerate company that has a net worth of $700 million. It has subsidiaries of production companies, promotional companies. He owns a small Magic Johnson theater chain nationwide. He does so many things for urban cities. 
he had a meeting with Starbucks CEO Howard Schultz years back, and he said, you know, I can bring coffee shops to the urban areas and showed the tremendous buying power of these minorities. And he's actually purchased 125 stores himself. I mean, everything he's touched for the most part outside of basketball has been successful. In 2012, he joined with the Guggenheim Partners in trying to acquire the Los Angeles Dodgers, and they won that ownership uh, battle. They, they, He still has part ownership in the Dodgers, who have been arguably the most successful baseball team in the National League over that time period. He has part ownership in the Los Angeles Football Club, the LAFC. I mean, everything this guy's done for the most part has you know, without pun intended here, it's uh, magic. But this was a situation that I think was just too difficult for him to handle. Being a player and being a point guard specifically, you can handle so many things on the court. You can handle, you know, what's going on. You can affect the outcome directly. He knows how to win. He knew how to do it on the court. I don't think he necessarily was the type to go into an office and try and formulate a plan that way. I think that He enjoyed being Magic Johnson, just the basketball player, the global ambassador for the game. I don't think he enjoyed being a president of basketball operations and having limitations by who he could talk with and who he could deal with. But um, just wanted to go back to him actually announcing this. And you can tell he's, you know, um, somber when he begins speaking to the media. And it's very shocking to hear him explain it this way because he says he doesn't even tell Jeannie, but he does explain why he did it. So today, I'm going to step down as president. And um, I think I don't want to, her and I have such an amazing relationship. And I think that um, she gave me full power to do what I wanted to do. But I think that uh, with her and I, I want to always preserve our relationship and, and love her. And then I think that I had more fun when I was able to be the big brother and ambassador to everybody. You know, I thought about Dwayne Wade retiring tomorrow and I can't even tweet it out or can't be there. So that is Magic explaining his thought process as to why he's doing what he's doing. And he says it right there at the end. He enjoyed being on the outside more. He enjoys being that ambassador and being able to have his hands in a lot of different pockets and doing a lot of different things at once. And being the president of basketball operations, I think the not only the pressure had gotten to him, but clearly he wasn't formulating the correct team and clearly the results weren't working out. So why take the heat and the criticism when you're seen as one of the greatest basketball players of all time? We saw what happened with Phil Jackson in New York with the Knicks. The greatest coach of all time, you could argue. He's got 11 rings, for goodness sake, but he's known more recently for his mishaps in New York. So I think Magic kind of saw that coming. You have the power of LeBron in there, and ever since he's arrived, it's been this drama fest. So I think he's just ready to go back to being the way he was, because he had a pretty damn good life, and there wasn't a lot of things that weren't going Magic's way. So... A lot of people now are discussing, well, who should they hire? And you see a lot of people saying, well, they should bring in uh, someone like Kobe. or They should bring in somebody like, uh, you know, uh, an R.C. Buford type in San Antonio or, or Daryl Morey type. Or no, they should bring in somebody with a big name. I, I completely disagree with bringing in Kobe. First of all, he doesn't want to have anything to do with 
I think, basketball operations at that level. He's doing his own thing from a multimedia perspective. The guy has an Oscar already, so why change that? But I do like the idea of hiring someone who is less about the public persona and more about the numbers game because we've seen this across all sports. It's less about the name and the brand now because everything is so accessible through social media, through YouTube, through being able to access stuff. A team like the Oklahoma City Thunder can continuously you know, be competitive and bring a guy like Paul George in, and that's a smaller market than Los Angeles. So I think players have a lot more power now. I think it's less about going to a big city and a big name, and it's more about is the situation right for me because I can build my brand pretty much anywhere. And I think bringing a person in like Daryl Morey is is the better answer, who is, you know, the GM for the Houston Rockets. And he has been dubbed as being Mr. Quote, Morey Ball, which is similar to Money Ball that we see with the Oakland Athletics. This was a guy that was a computer science major at Northwestern. Then he got his MBA from MIT in the Sloan School of Management. So this guy's a numbers guy. This is a Money Ball type guy, analytics, but He's revolutionized a lot of the ways in which the NBA operates because he created this true shooting percentage. He he understood the importance of the three ball and how it's much more vital to the success of a team than shooting mid-range jump shots. And we see that now with the Warriors and we see that now with the Houston Rockets and pretty much every team. If you can't shoot, then you're not going to be competitive. And R.C. Buford, if he walked into a Trader Joe's tomorrow, I wouldn't even know what he looks like. And I don't think a lot of people would. And that's probably a good thing. No franchise has been more successful over the last 20 years than the San Antonio Spurs, because the attention is not on a person like, you know, the GM or a specific player or a specific public person in the organization. It's simply focused on bringing in good players, having a cohesive unit and getting it done. And we don't look at those people and judge them on a day-to-day basis. So I think they need to bring somebody in that's like that. And I even heard earlier someone talking about maybe bringing in Pat Riley, who obviously was a great coach for them during the Showtime era, um, a a great, you know, player for them. He's been involved with the franchise for so long. But what is his future in Miami? Especially how fitting is it that Dwayne Wade is playing in his last game there? Do he and ownership... Uh, Mickey Arison have a plan for how Pat Riley is going to exit. Has he bandaged his relationship with LeBron? Can the Lakers say, you know, Pat, there's really nothing going on in Miami. You know you want to come back to LA. You've talked about wanting to come back to LA. So why not for the next three years while we have LeBron under contract, try and bring us a championship, come back to where it all started for you, and we can make this work and everybody can be happy. And if anyone knows how to handle that type of situation, it is Pat Riley. He's been seen as kind of like a a mafia boss in in a lot of sense. So I think that could work. But I do like the idea of bringing in somebody young and fresh. We don't need to see your face. We don't need to see who you are in the public. Go into a room, figure out how to fix this team. Because as of right now, the Los Angeles Lakers are not only a crappy team, they're a team in denial, which is even worse because they're not even self-aware of the situation they're in. They still say to people, well, we're LA. The only thing you're promoting right now is how good the weather is in Los Angeles, not how good your franchise is, not about a winning culture, none of that. And a lot of the blame can be put on how this was all put together. But I think Palinka needs to go. I think Luke Walton needs to go. I think a lot of people in the front office need to go and hand this over to analytics type people who can handle this because being LA 
is not enough anymore. That is the Nolan Knows Podcast. Thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, please like, share, and subscribe to hear more.